Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. You've got exactly ten minutes to decide if you really want to know. You have built this city. Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've done today. Based on fiction. Okay, welcome back to True Stories. But no shit, that's not what this. That's what the network is, but that's not what this show is. Welcome back to. Uh... Damn, bro, what's name of our show? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a minute, obviously. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> True stories based on fiction. In no particular order. There we go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> In no particular oh, order. Oh, man. <laughs> like, like, damn, is that uh, early onset L-timers? Shit. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but if 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 it slipped your mind, too, then, like, that means like, like probably just in our 30s, not like L-timers. <laughs> yeah, but welcome back to the show. We had a, a really long hiatus. I think last time that we recorded was, like, around Christmas or some shit. It wasn't, like, New Year's, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, and we had like little uh, recording snafu. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, like you don't have to say anything this time. Yeah, because last time we recorded, I, I got an oil change, and it's been, and I, I just got an oil change again. Cause and I run really late on my oil changes anyway, cause cause I wait till my shit like stop moving basically, like like uh, um before I get an oil change. But yeah, so we're back at the long hiatus. And we had to come back for a very special reason. But before we get into that, what's up with you, my guy? Oh, man, I'm just chilling, man, vibing, you know, getting all into this, uh, just getting the Kendrick album I've been bumping all week, you know, taking the world by storm. That's- I think, you know, I, you know, I'm almost, I'm literally for it should be album of the year, but, you know. Yeah, I, I know you probably had some people that fought you a little bit, but I don't. In in my thesis, I don't think anything this year or probably the past two or three years has almost been relevant to this album. Yeah, and then like you hit now right on the head with, with what we're gonna uh, I dedicate this episode to, and that is our review of Kendrick Lamar's, aka Kung Fu Kenny. AKA K Doc, AKA, I think his name is actually Miss Kendrick Duckworth or some shit like that. But anyway, his new latest project, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to give our review on that and then we're probably, as, as we are known to do, very often to some other topics. But uh, before we get into it in depthly, uh, first question for you um, How did you listen to it? Like, is it Apple Music, Spotify, what? Oh, Apple Music. Now on Apple Music, or is it say in a Baltimore Apple Music, uh, do they uh, <laughs> do they separate it into um, like two? Meaning like after track number nine, is it a, another track number one? Yeah, go back to number one. Okay, because uh, I'm probably the only person in the universe that uses YouTube Music uh, because that came free with my um, YouTube subscription. No, actually, long story short, back in the day, I uh, 
back when I got my first Android phone, it's probably 2012. They had a deal for I think it was like 4.99. You get Google Play Music, with, and I was the only person who ever used that too. And you also got uh, YouTube Premium, which means I don't have any commercials on my YouTube, and I'm using that for 10 years straight. They they merge uh, Google Play Music into um, YouTube Music now. So uh, I'm using that, and, and it's pretty good. Besides, I have noticed that I do get albums late because uh, it took because I we didn't get Kendrick until like 9:30 on Friday morning, and most other platforms got it midnight or, or like 12:01 at the latest. And on yeah. mine, it, it's just 18 tracks. Like it doesn't um go uh from one to nine and then one to nine again. Well, like, let me double check that, but I'm pretty sure that mine doesn't. Um, one, two, three, four, five, nine. Yep, mine goes from one to eighteen. Not very. Uh-huh. Yep. Now, does yours also kind of have some type of uh denotation that I think that's the right word that it changes um names too? Because I think, correct me if I'm wrong, it goes the big steppers is the first part. And Mr. Morale is the second part, right? Uh, it don't. It doesn't change like that. Okay. I, I wish it did, but no, nah, it don't. It don't change like that. Because that's. Uh huh. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Which is, I don't know. To be honest with you, and it's the totality of things. But I'll, I'll get more into it as we, you know, dive into uh, dive into the content. But I th- I think. Even if it was a CD, it probably, I don't know if it would. I know a lot of people been separating it like that, but a lot of people just been saying it because it's like one through 18 in a way. But yet they still number them like one through nine, one through nine. Like it's got an A side and a B side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't know. That, that one, you know, I almost kind of think it's in the totality, in the, in the whole totality of the album i think it's literally just one damn album <laughs> but it, it granted it is separated but it yeah. doesn't have in my eyes it really any separation to be honest with you in my eyes like it doesn't everything kind of you know combines with each other as far as you know the track you know, overall uh-huh. i mean granted you know you got different stories and all that other stuff but in the whole in the whole circle of things it all it's it's all like one. Like it ain't really no like the love be alone and speaker box type shit. Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. Um I I'm pretty sure that if you get it, if you actually if you're a person who person who still buys CDs, and honestly, in our generation, I bet there are still people, we're probably the last part of the generation that still will buy a CD every now and again. I mm-hmm. there, there are a couple CDs that I would buy if my car still had a cd player in it because honestly uh so this is a tangent but people know and the, yeah i said that i'm not going to explain tangents anymore but at this point this is fucking no um cds and newer cars still sound better than unlike uh, fucking uh phone hookup they sound way better oh yeah so in essence i would still get a cd for something like this, you know what I'm saying? And but um, ninety nine, I'm hundred percent sure that if you do buy this actual physical copy of this, it is two discs, and and, and one of them probably says the Big Steppers, and the other says a uh, Miss Morale. But I yeah. agree with you. They're, they're they're merged. I mean, it's having it just be a eighteen track album makes sense too. 
And I don't really see the difference in the break. Besides the fact that on the second half of it, I think I think track number um the second number one for you and then like number ten for me is when his wife comes on and says, You've had your first breakthrough. And I think that that is the the uh the tipping point that makes the second half of the album different. In the first part, uh, he was uh basically having he, he was realizing for the first time that he has his trauma. Then when the second one pops in is when he act well, not realizing he was he was letting everything marinate and trying to get to the breakthrough. So then on that your second number one and my number ten, he's had that breakthrough. Gotcha. And then he moved to the, the healing part of it. Because towards the end of the album, especially like we spoke about before, you can definitely tell that he he begins to heal. Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah. I, I I do get that, yeah. And um another like overview that I'll go over and then like I'll let you give your uh a deep dive is the fact that Kendrick is the only person, and this is gonna tie into the second part of this episode, maybe a second episode during this recording. But Kendrick is the only person from the, his generation who puts a lot of effort into make well, Drake does it somewhat, but who puts a lot of effort into making his album an actual album. Back when we were younger, a lot of artists, not everybody, but there were a lot of artists who actually took the concept of having an album, track one to eighteen. Tell a whole story. Mm-hmm. Hendrick has done that with every one of his major level projects. They they've all told stories. Yeah, which is something that his attention to detail and like I'm not sure it at this point it has to be him and not just like say like Dr. Dre doing it for him or uh uh Top Dog. It has to be his mind and because him as we talk about uh. Uh, later on, too, him being in our generation, like I think he's our age. Was, yeah, yeah. Because one thing that you and I always bonded about on about uh, whatever the fuck is music, and then like we would like break down albums like that too. So mm-hmm. I feel like Kendrick has always been the same way, unless the same type of person that we are. And then when he got big and got famous and became an artist, he wanted to keep that spirit alive. Because I can't think of anybody else. Like I said, Drake does it a little bit. Like there's. Drake has themes to his albums, I feel like. Themes is better worth what Drake does. But Kendrick tells a fucking story. It's like, they aren't even... So, like... <laughs> yeah, I knew what you say. <laughs> Good Kid, Mad City was a, a movie. Yeah. <laughs> and Damn was also a movie. But t- to, pimp, to Pimp a Butterfly and this are plays. Yeah, if that makes there sense. Go. There you go, yeah. Yeah, he hit it right on the right on the money on that one. Yeah, like definitely like more like a play, like, like something play, yeah. like something like that that like would be like on Broadway or something like like that got like little break and then really oh shit, bro. I'm about to break the shit now. The uh motherfucking interludes are kinda like what you have at a play like a intermission almost. Mm-hmm. Damn, damn and like I, I just thought about that part of it. That's, yeah, like this shit is a motherfucking play. But anyway, um, yeah. So I'll have you go first with your in-depth analysis, and then I piggyback off your points as always. <laughs> All right. 
Nah, I mean, you, you, you got you hit it on the money on that. Um, oh, I see. I just looked up. It is, you know, you're right. It was a A side and a B side uh, from Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, but I never looked at it until until you said they just went to Hill and Star you like progressing. And I ain't heard this a million times. <laughs> Probably already. I ain't really never picked that up. Hey, I just picked up the the sound effect because uh, what's that? Ebro brought it up in a, a album review, and then no one on the set even realized it because they were so into his lyrics the, from the production side of things. When you hear the the tapping, and what that is, what Ebro was saying, what he was like suggesting was that was tap dancing. In which meaning tap dancing around the subject. Ooh, damn. Oh, damn. That's how damn. It was. That's why I was like, damn. Damn. <laughs> so when you hear that tap that did it, because you hear it a lot. You hear it a lot. Do, 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 do. And then it was like, damn, what the hell? And it, it, it's pretty clever. It's pretty cool. I was like, I, I, I actually liked it. But then once he actually, you know, put down what it, what it is, it was like, that's literally like tap dancing around the subject. You know what I'm saying? You, you tap dancing. I was like, damn. So, yeah, this shit, it, you know, it's it's in depth, man. Like my whole my first uh, review of it when I first heard it, I was I was like, okay, you know, uh, uphill beat, content heavy. You know, this is just the first go around. I didn't even make it probably like halfway through. I just made it through A side. I didn't mm-hmm. get to B side yet. And A side, I was like, okay, it's pretty good. You know, it's that the third. But then I had to sit down and just keep listening, keep listening, keep listening. This is probably the probably the first time I literally had to really sit down and listen, digest, let it marinate, and then go into it again to find because I'll end up finding more stuff to each song, what he trying to get across, what he represents, and then a lot of it, you know, pain, a lot of it battling demons. Yep. Like, that's one off rip. Like that's 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 a that's a, that's a lot off rip. Personal and demons and generational trauma. Oh yeah. And then uh the 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 next one was uh you know cancel culture. Basically the industry yep. was going on out here, this, that, and the third, you know. And when he laid out let me see, what's my I got too many favorite tracks. Yeah, my, my my one favorite track on here is Rich Spirit. I be listening yep. to that shit like hard. <laughs> time I track is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that shit goes so high. He said, uh, what was it? Uh, rich nigga, bro phone. You know, then he said, stop playing with me before I turn you to a song. Hey, bitch, I'm attractive. That shit go hard, bro. <laughs> That's hard as fuck. That shit go hard as fuck, bro. I was like, no, this dude didn't. When he, when he said that shit, I couldn't believe it, man. I was like, oh, my goodness. And then when you're talking about how his cousin was trying to assume he had the spirit, you know what I'm saying? You know, he didn't let that shit phase him. <laughs> when, uh, he was talking about, what else he was talking about in that damn song? Uh, basically praying to, he said, it, it does way better being on timeline. He said, I'm mortified, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. He would be saying, oh, yeah, pray for blah, 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 blah. Like, why you got to put that on a 
You know what I'm saying? Like, why are you putting that on Facebook or wherever the hell? Why don't you just actually pray? You know what I mean? You don't exactly. got to put all that that hit me. Uh, what's my second one on here? Uh, I listened to N95. N95, my shit, yep. too. Because yep. <laughs> he, he was like... Bitch, you ugly. Yep, you got a pocket. Sit off. <laughs> <laughs> and... and just briefly, uh, what I like about that song is like the double me, the, the multiple meanings of a lot of shit. Because on, on that song and, and like on the video, it says this shit hard. So you can take that saying this be hard, this song hard, or life, <laughs> like this yeah, shit hard. Yeah, I know. He said this shit hard. I, I think he talked about the life, really. Shit. <laughs> I think he, he talked about all of them. Like, but he might be talking about all of it. All the above. <laughs> Because when he was talking about it, then people was like, you out of pocket. Yeah, you out of pocket. This shit hard. <laughs> <laughs> Man, and then when he was like, I treat, I'm i going to treat you niggas like I'm Oprah, dog. Oh, <laughs> that shit was hard. Because <laughs> people in our generation remember when Oprah did not fuck with certain segments of the black population, we'll say. Now that she's kind of like, now they're fucking... Jay-Z has kind of gotten to her, and then even 50 Cent, she kind of changed her, her spat and her stance. But for our whole childhood, Oprah did not fuck with certain aspects of black culture that were very prevalent, we'll say. Yeah, she didn't fuck with rap artists at all. Yes. Yeah. It, it, it took a minute for her to. It took like Jay-Z and all that, which is crazy. That's crazy mm-hmm. to me. Uh, and then from there... With N95, high, high grief. I like high grief too. Who? Uh, Which one? High, uh, United, I grieve. I mean, United, I grieve. United, grief. Yeah. Yeah, because you were talking about going through, basically going through it. Shit. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, man. Oh, Mr. Morale, which is on B side, it's on Big Steppers. That shit go hard too. And as soon as I heard it, that's the one where uh, that's the one that goes when it starts off. When what's his name was like, I can't believe he, what was it? He, it was uh, damn, what's his name? That be on uh, uh, Dream Champs. Oh, oh, uh, the funny ass quote. Yeah, yo. But you was like, that was the worst performance I've ever seen in my life. I yeah. couldn't sleep. That shit had me rolling, bro. I had to find that uh, that actual video, bro. That shit was so. Find, I gotta, funny. I got I gotta find that video. I gotta find that video because what I heard, I was like, those dude didn't sample that shit. It did. That shit had me rolling, bro. I'm like, is this a parody of of Joe Button? That's what I thought of when I first heard it. Then once I heard the uh, the drums hit. And yep. that beat hit, I was like, oh, I know this for real. I, yep, I just knew yep, it yep. all real. <laughs> and low key, for real, have given Kendrick better beats than Drake. Mm-hmm. Because, like, one of my favorite uh, Kendrick songs of all time is All Right. That's probably my favorite Kendrick single, honestly. Yeah. Uh, uh, besides Be Humble. Yeah, that shit. Boy, that shit went hard. Fuck. Like, I was like, damn. When that shit hit, I was like, man, he needs to, granted, he, uh, fucking Pharrell probably, he produced, don't get me wrong, he produced a, just a couple 
of someone's foot injury. I think he needs to do it just a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. Because they they got something going like for real. I'm guessing. I'm guessing uh, for real probably feeds off of Kendrick. Yeah, that's the reason why it'd be so goddamn good. That's a good point you just made about Pharrell. He's probably one of the best producers at feeding off of an artist. But Timbaland beats always sound like it's Timbaland taking lead. But I feel like Pharrell yeah. on the other hand, yeah. he can adapt to what his artist, well, he can feed off of what his artist gives him. That's a really good point. Hell yeah, man. Like, that shit, I, I gotta give it to him on that one, though. And in the production in general, Yes. It's really, really, really good. I know Kendrick, he probably had some, because the person, the people he worked with, I think they're the same people that work with him on the majority of his albums. I, I don't really follow him like that. Right, I right. Even, I don't even know if they topped off production. I'm guessing they is. They know, it probably is now. But Kendrick probably ended up giving, you know, a lot of feedback mm-hmm. to get into the beat to make it, because there's no way in hell that that he has that same sound. He got that same sound on every album. Really. Yep. Yep. And it's just and it's different. And it is it's crazy. And they vibe to him. And he his lyrics in my eyes really make it make the beat sound fire. So that's why I was just like, if you get a yes. top beat maker with him, like with the whole Pharrell thing, it just sounds like elite. Like it just sounds flawless. He does what Nas attempts to do. Yeah, make it to his, his his flow make to be better. Nas tries to do that, but in my opinion, as I said, as I've been well documented in saying, he does not succeed. But you made another good point, my dude. That's what Kendrick can do. His voice can make a subpar beat sound better. And it's a good marriage between the, 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 the sonics and his lyrics. Perfect. Yeah. I think with with Kendrick, he also has the ability. He he has the I call it the Eminem ability because <laughs> it's the thing of where you can switch up your voice, you can switch up your flow. Like you ain't scared to do it, and then when yeah. you do it, the shit sound fire as hell. You just like oh shit, like you know what I'm saying. You can slow it up, you can speed it down, you can you know sound like emotional way like, to make the the track come across like how you want it. Bro, you was killing this analysis, bro. I just gotta say that you was killing this analysis, bro. You, you killing it, bro. Ain't <laughs> you making shit, shit that I haven't thought about, but you was killing this shit, bro, man. Go ahead. Yeah, man, because it's was once he, bro. I'm telling you, I was really in detail with this 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 album. That from when he his voice like switching up flows, like you could hear pain and all that. Like, I, like for example, you know, I was uh, I was talking to my wife about uh, was it um, we cry together or yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. when the the song hit, I, I was like, damn, this shit go hard, and it reminded me. And a lot of people say it, it reminds them of an Eminem Kim, except that Ooh. you got a female version of it. You got the female yeah. side thing. That's what's crazy about it. Yeah, real shit though. It, 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 and when you start listening to it, you're like, damn, because they just going off and you just fucking like just snapping and saying some off the wall shit. But then as you listen to the voice of uh what's her name? Uh, Taylor Page. Yeah. Once you listen She's to an her, actress, right? Yeah. Once you listen to her and how she does it, when she gets to the point, uh, I think it was like her second verse or whatever, 
Mm-hmm. It's like she's almost emotional. Yeah. Like teary-eyed, you know, this, that, and the third. How and an then, that shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and then she switches it up to when he was like, oh, I forgot what the tipping point of the song. And she switched it up. And to fuck you, like, nigga. Oh. To fuck me, nigga. That part? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, she was gonna fuck a nigga. Yeah, yeah. And then she was like, Oh, I got you mad. Da, 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 da. And then she switched up her voice to like, Yo, I'm emotional. Then I'm just playing just to get you pissed off. The shit, that shit was just <laughs> that yeah. was like a piece of art that was just crazy, yes. man. They was going back to back together, going back and forth, back and forth. Then towards the end, they fuck it. That's it. <laughs> That's on some baby boy shit. That's on some real life shit. And, uh, man. Um, to that point, and that also illustrates my point earlier about this being like a play. Like that, that song is a one scene play, and like some hood poetry you just slam with some shit. You know what I'm saying? I could picture like two people being on stage in like a bedroom setting, uh, like in front of an audience doing that song. Oh hell yeah, hell yeah. That to me, that <laughs> that song should be. They should make a video of that song. I'm not even gonna a lie. Short to you. film of that, that shit. Yeah, short film, short film, video, whatever, and put that yeah. shit on TV or not TV, YouTube, whatever. And then I bet you the responses that will come from that, they're gonna be just like people probably be mind blown. They they, they probably be like, yo, that's that's almost like some real shit. I know the people yeah. do that shit <laughs> like, bro, like oh, they say. Like, it's toxic as fuck, but yeah, these motherfuckers need therapy bad. <laughs> that song is so real. I can't listen to it again. Cause that song, like I think I told you like on text, it's like I'm over at my homeboy house and then like him and the girl get into it, and then you and I situation, like, all right, so I'm ahead of no nigga stay. <laughs> and then they keep arguing, like, man, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> That's how that song hits me. I feel like I'm easy, I feel like I'm in an awkward uh situation with them in a room. I feel like I feel like I'm in a room with them and, and I can't leave. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Bro, yeah, that shit is it's funny. It's funny as hell. It's real as fuck. Like, that's, that's a couple therapies for real, man. Like, that shit is uncomfortable. Yeah, and then they follow it up, like you said, when he was about to heal, because that's the end of getting towards the end of Mr. Morale because he goes to Purple Heart. Mm. When, you know, uh, shut the fuck up when you hear love talk. Da, 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 da. It goes into like a little healing process. I like I like that song, by the way. I even like the uh, Ghost Face Killer part on it. <laughs> Hell, I like Kodak Black part on it. Like, <laughs> on the other, on the, on the one track, uh, Silent Hill. And I yeah. was like, damn. <laughs> yeah, Silent Hill wanted to be like, I did, I did something to them, like, who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That should be having me bugging out, bro. Like, that's probably my favorite song on it. Yeah, that shit, that shit go hard, First too. First niggas up like, ooh. <laughs> that, that shit better be bugging up, yeah. Wait, wait, so is is Ghostface on that one? Ghostface on Purple Heart. Okay, Purple Heart. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, because once I listen to it, like, once he, he's at the end, and then he just, like, shut the fuck up, he get his little, you know, his little spill to it. I'm like, okay, okay. Gotcha. And I, and I, I love the fact that he got, I love the fact that Kodak Black in it. I will say that. That 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 was something I didn't even see coming. Like I ain't know, like Kodak Black. But then once I listened to it again, he did a little interlude, all that. Mm-hmm. And then he also did, you know, a track with him. And then that it, it big up. You know what it reminded me of? That almost reminded me of a J. Cole and um 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 21 Savage. <laughs> 21 Savage, yeah. 21 yep. Savage, like, damn, that shit go hard. Like, <laughs> 21. That's a good Because to uh, uh, hop in again, because the previous generation of rap, the, like, so, like, say, like the Jay Z, them, or, or like, uh, they didn't always embrace the people coming up who weren't in their camp. So people from our generation of rap, they've been trying to have more of an effort and not just condemning the young kids, but embracing them. Now, J. Cole kind of fucked up in the beginning, but like he saw the error of his way. So yes, yeah, so that's a very good point too, because he, he wouldn't think that a rapper like a Kendrick or, or like rapper like a J. Cole would embrace a, a 21 Savage or a Kodak Black. But they're yeah. doing it and, and, and showing us who are a little bit older than those guys that there's merit to their raps too. And it, and when Kendrick was like, I mean, like when Kodak was like, people didn't think that Kendrick would fuck with a rapper like me. It's showing that he, that he's, it, he, that's, that one line is him opening up and it's showing that he respects Kendrick and showing the world that Kodak has some good shit to say. Now Kodak has his problems, obviously, but Kodak, I think it was two albums ago, was it was good as fuck. It was actually a good ass album, bro. Uh, like, it came in like 2019, I want to say. It, 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 like a red cover. Yeah. But, but like, it was good, yeah. That shit was good. And uh, Lawrence is the first person wh- whose opinion I respect on music said, no, nah, I'm telling you, like, Kodak seemed like he crazy with it, like, because how he looked, but like, he be saying some shit. Uh, uh, like, I'm back in the set. He was like, a uh, when a Jesus P don't even believe in Jesus, like that line deep as fuck. You think about it? Yeah, 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 yeah. That line was hard. Like, it was live, man. Kodak, like, <laughs> it basically being with Kendrick brought Kodak. Yeah, I would say Kodak had to come with his best just yep. because of who he, who album he on. And it was just the same thing with Twenty One Thousand. Like, oh shit, I gotta. Fucking vibe with this dude, this dude out there here with some hard shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, but but uh, another one, I, uh, another track, um, I do that I was real into was uh, I was into the whole damn album. I'm almost damn now. <laughs> but um, my savior, savior day, y'all. When he was talking about, you know, J. Cole making some power, but he's not your savior. He's not your he savior. Get a money counter, but he's not your savior. Not your savior. Kendrick is not your savior. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. He's basically, you know what that, to me, that's from, yeah, I remember back in 2020. And remember that one girl that came out, and she's a, she's a uh, civil rights you might as well say she's an activist, basically, yeah. black folks. You know what I'm saying? I, I said civil rights, but she's also a rapper, too. But then mm-hmm. he was the one who came out and said, oh, blah, 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 blah. And then Poe got wind of it. And then he put out a, a little short sample song. And it wasn't a diss. It was just kind of reaching out to her. And yeah. he also put out, too. He also put out a tweet like, yo, follow her because she's out here doing this, doing that, blah, blah, blah. He put out the album, I mean, the song, just kind of like, yo, it's kind of like, yo, you dissing me, but I'm not no activist in the third. Like, I'm out here telling you what's going on. I'm like, the, you know, soundtrack to what's going on. 
but I ain't out here doing this right. or that. Like, I help the cause if I can, you know what I'm saying? Like, I hear in the streets of that third, but I'm not a civil rights activist. And granted, she took it a different way. But I look at the savior one because she also called out Drake, Kendrick, maybe everybody that's hot, top three folks that's hot in the rap game, which is crazy to me. That was almost kind of like clout. Like, you just trying to get some attention to yourself. Because he was like, all day and out here. And all this shit going on, and they just talk about it, rather, but they're not about it. It, it. it was crazy to me. So when he put out Savior, and he was saying that, hey, we doing all this, but we not the ones that you're safe. Like, we're not going to save you from blah, 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 what, what's going on out here. We we ain't here to be, you know, help you if you end up going to jail and this and that or, you know, what's going on out here. Yeah, we... We publicize it. We we show you what's what what's going on. Like like I said, we the background, we the soundtrack to what's going on. But we're not a activist out here doing poli- you know, talking to politicians and this and that and blah blah blah. blah. We we we're not doing that. That's why I said we is not your savior. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. when we were talking about his silence during like during the whole uprise with the uh, the police and people getting killed and shit and stuff. He was like, I was out here literally. He said, my silence was, you know, saving my soul. Basically, it was like saving right. my soul, you know, away from all this negativity and everything that was going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have to, you know, I don't have to answer to you because of the fact that you trying to put either your name out there or do this or do that. Like, I'm not going to be on Front Street, you know, about. Oh, uh, I'm not gonna be on Front Street trying to go at these go at these politicians and uh, local officials and this, that, and the third. When that ain't my lane, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I mean, bro, because like, you, you got people for that, you know what I'm saying? So we, yeah, I'm sorry, but yeah, soon that's why I looked at Savior like when he was talking about all that, and he was like breaking it down, like, yo, I'm I'm a voice of the generation, of the generation, far as what's going on but i'm not going to be the basically saying I'm, I'm not the voice of the generation but i am like the soundtrack of it basically that's kind of how i look at it you go ahead um yeah because that actually brings forth an interesting thing because and this is a societal issue and mm-hmm. a, a person who does music or any type of entertainment is like I just said, an entertainer. It is not their responsibility to uh, advocate for us in, in any way that they, that they don't feel comfortable doing. J. Cole, Drake, and whomever, they don't have their response. Now, people say that if you're in a public eye and kids look up to you, quote unquote, you have the responsibility. But my sense is always, I don't got no fuck responsibility unless I take on that responsibility. You can't tell me what the fuck responsibility I've got. So the fact that we look up, we, the Collective, we look up to these celebrities to say shit when these things go on. It's preposterous. Like, go, like, yeah, exactly. Uh, think about it for yourself. Watch different news broadcasts so you can make your own opinion, but don't look to Kendrick Lamar, a rapper, or fucking J. Cole to, to tell you what to do in, in any situations. Like, look to like your, like that lady was saying, her being an activist. If that's what you need to do, like, I'm, I'm luckily not, not the type of person who. Who needs to look toward a celebrity to figure out what I'm gonna do in my life anyway? But he brought, and then so to uh, address that point too, cause like yeah, cause 
you are definitely like the lead of this episode, man. Though you killing this shit, like I said before. So I don't really, I don't gotta say shit this episode because you killing shit better than, than I ever could. But um, the concept of the visual aspect of this album has been Kendrick having a savior complex. That's why he has like that. The crown of thorns was I kind of don't yeah. agree with being a Christian, but I'm trying to be more mature about it. And I don't think he's saying that he's Jesus per se. And that is yeah. imagery that he shouldn't really be using, but it's not my place to judge him for. And maybe he doesn't know about it because I think that he's a spiritual person. But I don't think that he realizes that uh, people especially don't think we aren't supposed to have that imagery. because that, That's kind of slow key blasphemous. But I think the intent matters, too. But, but anyway. But he's not saying that he's Jesus. He's saying that he he has a savior complex, which is a uh psychi- not psychiatric. Well, it is a it's an actual thing. Like you can have like mm-hmm. murder complex, you can have like an Oedipus complex. The different psychological complexes, and I think that he, what he's trying to address with that imagery is saying that that's how people see him as, and then he sometimes sees him, himself as that too. So in that song, Savior is him letting go of those shackles that people have imposed upon him that he's imposed upon himself. And also he, he taking those shackles off of his other artists as well. And I feel like that's going to be a single. And I think that that's going to um, continue because uh, on the N95 video, he also does like some Christ-like stuff that I don't really agree with. Uh, but I feel like on the savior will have a video where he takes off that Christ-like stuff and just bears the soul of being, no, I'm just Kendrick Duckworth. I'm not the savior complex. No, I got you. I got you. I, I, I agree with you on that one about the whole. I don't agree with it either. It's just that, you know, I don't agree with it either, but I, I get the message. I kind right. I get the message they're trying to get across. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's one of those things. Yep. Because trust me, I don't think he's trying to fool nobody. That's, that's the thing. Offered, but he's also trying to get his message across. Because the thing is, if you if you see him like floating like that, floating on water like that, Nine times out of ten, you're going to get your message across. Somebody's going to peek up on it like, oh, what is this dude doing? So right. you will watch the video. It's one of them things where you're going to watch the video because of the fact that he walking on water, looking like, you know, looking like Jesus at third. So now you have to digest what he's trying to speak. Right. <laughs> it's going to be an eye catcher. You feel what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> he's being a provocateur. That's what he's doing, like with this shit. Yeah. I forgot what he said. He was like, "I find it difficult to love thy neighbors, especially when people got ambiguous favors." That was that 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 was that was on Savior too, mm. and it was just when he, he was also talking about these uh, politicians as well, because he said, "Was a capitalist posing as compassionate be offending me?" and no, he said independent thought is like an internal enemy and capitalist posing as compassionate to be offending me. Mm, dang. That's yeah, that shit go yeah. You already see where that goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> These cricket ass politicians and shit say, oh, we go do this and this, that, and third, and blah, 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 blah. And, and you know that's ahead. talking about group thing, because like 2020, especially, bro, if if you had your own opinion that didn't line up with either uh, the Republicans or the Democrats, everybody hated you. Like, they like, had to think like everybody else thought. So, he's saying that uh, 
in, the, in, in today's world, if you're an independent thinker, that's looked down upon when that should be looked embraced. Yeah, so I know exactly what you mean there, because because uh, honestly speaking, I've been a fucking Democrat my whole life, but they got on my nerves so fucking bad. I'm like an independent now, so I'm not a Democrat or Republican anymore, bro, because the, the Democrats got on my fucking nerve with this trust the science. Don't tell me what the fuck to do. I do what the fuck I want to do. Yeah, man. You, you're right. That's why I just I hate that. Like, motherfuckers are trying to control you or just trying to get, get that one boat, you know, get that yep. boat from you, you know. Hold on one side, man. It's, it's sad, man. Uh, I also like the... Uh, I've been listening to uh, Count Me Out. Oh, count. It's a count I love when they count me out. I love yeah. when they count me out. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's that shit on hard. The break down there. Oh, man. That's it. That shit go hard. It, it, count me out, basically. Just, it, it's pretty much self-explanatory. You trying yep. to count me out what I'm doing. I love that shit. That shit go, yeah. Because I'm proving your ass man. wrong. Every time you cut me out, I'm going to prove your ass wrong, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, and you know, it's crazy. That's the, and that's the beginning of the big stepper. Like you said, that's when she's like, blah, 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 blah. And then it's the beginning. Like, oh, you're starting to heal a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, that's crazy because uh, he could be talking about how the haters quote unquote count him out, but also when his wife is gonna give up with him on him, like no 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 no. I love that you counted me out because cause that let me know that I need to like step my shit up and have these break. Damn, you right, bro. That shit crazy. That shit hard. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. And and another one I do like to uh I like the whole album, but breakdown on the one track Father Time was talking about mm-hmm. he was like, you need therapy, you know. That's how I started off. It's like real niggas don't need no therapy. Like, <laughs> right. Yep. 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 Yeah, that shit was funny as hell. It's like, you know, you just hard headed, you know what I'm saying? Like and then he going through everything that his father has that transpired with his father. Him showing him basically how to be a man and everything, and showing him the wrong way, in my opinion, uh, it is kind of gets so on like the overused term of toxic masculinity, cause uh, that song ends. Sorry, like to interrupt, but uh, that's one of my like. favorite songs on there, cause it, it's not really a catchy song. It really like that. That's one of, like two or three songs where if you notice, he ain't even rhyming. He's just fucking talking over a beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but um. Everything he talked about, he's basically is saying that it's so that we've been uh, programmed as men and especially black men to not show emotion. Cause like, uh, like part, uh, uh, like part that he was like, his dad had went back to work right after his mama's funeral. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like with me, that because these bills ain't got no silver spoons. these bills ain't got no silver spoons, right? When he said that shit, I was like, you ain't never lied about that one shit. <laughs> but, yeah, and like, and, but at the same time, that also has multiple me. Like, his, his dad told him that, and that's also true, but at the same time, like, bro, no. You need to take that time out and more. So, like, mm-hmm. that's also what he's saying, because it's, it's saying that and all the shit that his dad taught him isn't necessarily wrong, but it's, it, good, and, it's good and bad. It's, it's good, good and, and bad. bad. Like, don't be soft, but at the same time, if you have emotions, that's not being soft. If you're controlled by your emotions, that's when it can be 
kind of soft. Like if you get yelled at at work and you start crying, like that's being soft. But if you embrace your emotions, like me, I'm very emotional, bro. I'm not led by emotion, but I definitely I know that I have emotion and I embrace the fact that I have emotions, good emotions and bad. And as men, we're told to not have emotion. And then if you do, never, ever show. But I don't think and I think that this song is trying to uh, put a different layer to it, saying that although it's all subtext, he never goes against what his father said on the song. But the subtext of it is, that, OK, so this isn't good being this way. That's part of of something that happened that made him get his breakthrough. He thought about how his father told him to do all these things. And then, like I said, he doesn't even say it, but you can tell by his tone, by the subtext there, that he's saying, okay, but there's more to it than this, and this isn't all the way right. Yeah, yeah. That, that shit, it's, with, with Holocaust, he... He's, he's showing how he's, he's giving you a picture of basically he got daddy issues, right? Mm-hmm. But his daddy was there. That was another thing, too. Right. He looked at it like his daddy was there. And then he said, Some of my friends, they daddy wasn't here. And they mm-hmm. had to figure it out themselves. Yep. Which yep. is even harder. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Go no, 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 no. Uh, now, <laughs> yeah, go ahead, man. I was gonna say like that, like when the song begins, when his wife tells him he needs therapy, they said Riddick's don't need therapy. That tells you that that's something that's been embedded in him, and he's trying to overcome that stigma of going to therapy. And like he he he's he's realizing that he does need therapy. And then like when he said like that, like to his friends who didn't have a daddy, also totally correct. People, yeah, because I'll go ahead. People who don't have a father. And who are raised by single women. Uh, that's why some little boys start acting feminine because if they're around women so much, because uh, a child will emulate their parent. Because as little humans, we don't know how to act yet. So like we try to, so we emulate what we what we're around. So when those little boys get to a certain age and like they're around, like say maybe like their other male cousins and shit, they kind of overcompensate their manhood. Trying like to catch up with their stunted growth. Luckily, I had like a good foundation of having like an older brother, have my grandpa around, uh, and shit like that. But not everybody has it, so that's also what I think he think like he's talking about on that. But again, and also uh, embracing how that can also be a toxic situation to be in. Essentially, unlike the song's all about again, not saying that the things he taught are bad, but also saying that. If you just suppress all your emotions, you'll start to act out in other ways, like cheating on your girl, like trying to prove your manhood because it's, just, it's deep. It's deep. Exactly. Exactly. You're right. It can just trigger more stuff. That, like, I like the one where, like, the one verse is it's basically almost like basketball when he goes, um, Daddy issues run across my head, told me, fuck a file. I'm teary-eyed, want to throw hands. I can't think out loud. Basically, I can't fight, mm. you know, I ain't going to fight my daddy, right? Mm-hmm. And then he's like, a foolish pride if I lose again. Won't go in the house. I stay outside laughing with my friends. They don't mm. know my life. You know what I'm saying? They don't know my life. Daddy issues made me learn losses. I don't take them well. Mama said, that boy is exhausted. He said, go fuck yourself. <laughs> right. If he give up, if he give up now, 
that's going to cost them. Life's a bitch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you could be a bitch or step out the margin. I got to get up quick. You know what I'm saying? I'm taking Charbet, and then from there, he just goes in. Basically, he played almost like playing basketball in a way. Yep. Like, he get back on his feet and maintain, do, do what he got to do. That, that shit, that, man, it's, it, it's, it goes so, like you said, man, it goes both ways on narrative of, you know, basically, you're not showing emotion. I, you know, I actually kind of agree with the, I don't agree with to that extent, but I agree with the one, like that, the one verse I just hit when he was just like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because life, you know, it is, it's real out here. Yeah, I'm, you know, it's, you, you don't want your kid to get eat up by the world once they step out, once they're 18, 19 right. years old, because they've been in a bubble being sheltered. Yes. And then all of a sudden yes. they go out and about and they find out what it is, and then they coming up to you. They either gonna come up to you or get eaten alive. It's either one or the other. <laughs> Man, bro, I just thought about this as as we're talking about this song. Like this song could be a whole podcast by itself, as a matter of fact, because because this shit touched on a lot of topics. So that's why I think from that's one of the reasons, rather, from a biblical aspect. The kids really do need both parents because then you have that balance. Because I don't want to be sexist. Uh, bias against men or women, but men typically right. seems to be more hard on their children, and women seem to be too soft on their children. Because I, but it's all about a balance. Now, sometimes a a father figure will work you too hard, and yeah, the, the mother figure won't work you hard enough. But together, like they find a happy medium. Because if a person is tired, I feel like listen to your fucking body and rest. Like it's it's okay to push yourself sometimes, but I feel like the toxic the toxic aspect of the men have and of, of it that we have as men is work ourselves to death. Don't get tired. Work all night. If you got to work 10, 10, 12 hours a day, don't ever complain about it. And that's not healthy either, but that's, it is better than the alternative is being super soft and a bit. And then like you said, being naive and being in a bubble, but the other, so that end is better, but, that, but if you even take any hardworking dad or father out there, at the end of their life, I guarantee you they will say, I worked too much and I didn't spend like enough time with my family. I guarantee yeah. you 100% guess, will yeah. say that. Yeah. That you is right about. Because they they feel as though you have to, it's almost in the biblical term too, that they got to be the provider, they got to do this, they got to do that, but then they never either took trips with their kids or exactly. put in a work and effort and you know, just spend time with them and just spend the time with them and, you know, spend time with your, your family and kids. It go a long way. It go a long ass way. And then, like, the other part of about all this this fucked up is the fact that men work so hard that when they do get their off time, and, and, and this is what women don't understand. Kids don't get it either, but I feel like a woman who's a dog should get this. If a man's working a job, I say like if he's in a plant somewhere or really any type of job, the stress that men have at work is diff- is just different than the stress that a woman has in, in her job. We we get physically tired and mentally tired. So then, as soon as, soon as we walk in the door, the wife wants to tell us about her day, ask about our day. The kids run to like want to play, and then we as men need that second or that twenty minutes to disconnect from work life to home life. 
but we never get it. Because as soon as you get home, there's always take out the trash. The kids did this, blah, 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 blah. So all the time you can really rest and just disconnect from life, it, it is taking a shower for like 10, 15 minutes. So then we're so tired from everything that we're going through mentally and physically in a day, it's hard for us to be present at home. Yeah. But women don't never understand it. They just say, like, we're being mean, we're being distant. Bitch, I'm fucking tired. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, but nah, historically, they just don't get yeah. And like this is me knowing that, like being a man who, who's not married and they probably don't got no. Well, I mean, I probably do got kids, but uh, <laughs> a man who isn't active in any of my probably kids' life. But but I just and that's honestly as part of the many reasons why I don't want to have a family. Brother. I don't want to have that responsibility and have to be that provider and having to just basically kill myself daily to make this family happy and not be able to enjoy life. Because on the weekend, get two days off from work, but you got to do shit with the family the whole fucking time so you can't never really rest. You can't. You can't have a break to yourself. Never. And but if it, man, it, Go ahead. But uh, but the, what I will say, I know we this, this could be you right. This 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 topic could be <laughs> <laughs> a section of its own. But I, I'm just going by like on like my example. Like yeah. I I had to me myself. I had to figure out a way to implement time to myself because night you know you'll go crazy. You'll you will go crazy. absolutely crazy. Yes. Yeah, because I couldn't be like the one, like this one dude I seen. Um, it was uh, it was a neighbor. Well, he's staying in the same community I'm in, but we was going trick or treating, and this is how I picked up on it. I'm walking my kid around trick or treating. The dude passing out candy, mm-hmm. and the guy across the street was like, and then he was like he was like, yeah, go make sure you go blah 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 house. You know, he passing out candy. He just got off work and he passed out. Candy. I'm like, so I go over there. I'm like. This dude literally just got like he's still in his work clothes. Damn, yeah, and man. He passed it out, Teddy. I'm sitting there like, hell no. He looked tired in the motherfucker too. Tired in the And I was like, you all right, brother? I was like, hey, man, get you some rest. Like, ah, damn. Like, because I was like, you it was like you literally just came to the house and then they was like, hey, baby, go pass out some candy. He was like, yo, go out here, pass out candy. I was like, hell no. I was like, I'm out of chill. Relax, give me something to eat, keep my feet up. Like, I've probably been, been on feet all goddamn day. Exactly. And, and then, as a man, societally, I, I think that's a word, we can't say the man, I, I'm tired. I, I need a break. Because oh, even women say this to men, and I think that, that this is one of the most reductive terms in the history of, of mankind. But if you say, man, I need a break, I'm tired, or or like now, like the proper term of mental health day. If, if you as a man ask for a mental health day, they're going to clown your ass. And then they'll tell you to man up. Man up is a fucking terrible thing to say to somebody, bro. If you admit that I'm tired, I need a break. As men, because that's a toxic part, that's being a failure. And then even your wife would say, what? You better man up. Because mm-hmm. nobody gives a fuck about the mental health of men. Which is unfortunate. Everybody else if you're a woman, oh, okay, like you gotta. If you're depressed, blah blah blah, yeah, it's fine. You, you can do it. If you're a, a, a homosexual, oh, I'm not as hard being a homosexual. Yeah, like you got like mental health issues. But if you're a man, especially a black man, you you are not allowed to be tired to have any like need like a mental break. It, it's not allowed, and it's fucked up. Yeah, 
Um, Sheila, what was I about to say about that? Um, but yeah, so that song made me think about all that type of shit. And uh, <laughs> and then um, this is uh, like on the same topic. I was watching something on 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 YouTube, and it was some some type of therapist, or or at least she said that that she's a therapist, and she put a a. a a phrasing on something that I think is really real, and, and, and basically I just talked about it a second ago too. But men, and, and maybe women don't need this, but as men, we do need that time to disconnect from work life to family life. So that's why women shouldn't just come like as soon as you walk in the door from work, ask us how our day was to do all this talking. We need to disconnect from work life to home life. So that, that's why when like in my whole life, if I come home from school to work, whatever, and like say like. Uh, but mom was uh, back when I live with moms and shit. I can't talk as soon as I get home. You gotta leave me the fuck alone for at least 20, 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, and right, I think man. the most dudes are like that, but other people don't get that. Oh, and then like the other point that uh that I was gonna have on this long tangent uh, uh, that I'm on, and something else that irritates me, and it illustrated why I like living alone and, and not being married too. Like the other point, uh, like I was talking to this girl. And then, like, we were just talking about basic shit. And um, she, she was trying to convince me why I need a wife and, like, why I need somebody at home taking care of the house. Because I'm telling her that, 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 like, part of my routine is uh, I wake up in the morning, I take my pre-workout, and then, like, while that kicks in, I'll clean, and then, like, I start prepping my food. And then, like, when, like, the pre-workout uh, kicks in, I work out, and then I'll cook my food, then take a shower, like, then, like, you know, like, go to work and shit. So it's a good routine that... What's that? Yeah. No, you got a routine. Yeah. And then she was like, well, if you had a wife, she could clean for you and do like all that laundry for like, like, okay, but I can do it myself. So why do I need you to do it for me? I'm like, look, I don't need none of that shit that average man needs. So we're taking all that shit off the table. So what else you got to offer besides that shit? I, I cook my <laughs> own meals. I do my own laundry. I do my own cleaning. I can do all that shit by myself. What do you bring to the table besides that basic shit? And she can bring nothing else to the table, bro. <laughs> besides pussy, and hey, I, I welcome pussy. So sleep with that. Cause that cause that's something I can't do for myself. <laughs> but um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so then we got to a micro argument about this point. She was like, wait, so why do you need to clean up every day? But because because the previous night when I get home from work, as soon as I walk in the door, all my clothes are off and right on the goddamn floor. It's like, well, put your clothes in the hamper. Like, no, I put them on the floor. Then in the morning, I put them in the hamper. Like, why, why can't you put them in the hamper? Because the fuck, I don't want to put them in the fucking hamper in my own fucking house. I pay the fucking bills in. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> this is like... See, just put your clothes in the hamper. Like, you see, this is why I'm not married. I don't have anybody telling me to put my clothes in the fucking hamper. They go in the hamper when the fuck I want to put them in the fucking hamper. Because it's my fucking house. See, man, you have one of them goddamn we cry together, mom. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I ain't got nobody fucking telling me to fucking pick up my goddamn socks. I, my socks go where the fuck I fucking like Pick them up when I feel like. And then I was like, so that's you trying to control me in a way. And, and, and like you're trying to offer to clean, but you cleaning gives me anxiety because then I got to worry about like where I put my fucking socks. 
as opposed to me cleaning for myself, I don't worry about where my fucking socks go because I pick them up when I pick them up when I fucking feel like. <laughs> anyway, that's a long tangent. I'm sorry, sir. Uh, you were saying about the Kendrick Lamar album? Oh no, no, you do, man. <laughs> Oh, man, I left off Father Time, Savior. Um, shoot. It's, man, so many. Uh, the next one I go into is, uh, get up here. Um, the one I like about. The one I actually do like, I, I had to listen to it deeply to, to kind of fit, to let it die just a little bit. The Mother I'm Sober. Bro, and, that motherfucking shit had me almost crying, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. I had to listen to it like, like a couple times over to really figure out. I was like, okay, you saying mom got assaulted? Oh, like, oh, he he said so like. much for that goddamn song, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, Sorry, I, I will let you rock, but like this is a good conversation piece. I feel like he was saying that the cousin that he that his mom thought uh, abused him is Baby King's daddy. That's what I got mm. from that. Because I I think he said that after that, this is let me just paraphrasing. After that, I watched his son get his first million. Because I don't think that anybody else in Kendrick's family is close to a million dollars or views. Mm-hmm. So I, t- I, I took that to mean that the cousin in question is Baby King. And, th- and maybe that's why Kendrick is pushing Baby King so hard. Because he feels he has that remorse and guilt about what his mom tried to do to that cousin who I guess would be... If it was his cousin, not his uncle. Yeah, so... Kendrick got a big ass family because I heard Kendrick say like, like he had like his daddy had like ten brothers and like so did his mama so they had a whole bunch of cousins and shit. So yeah, is that how you took that too? That that's Baby King daddy. I ain't, I ain't take it like that. Okay. Until you said something, I got me like, oh snap! I never really looked into into that. That might that might be man. It might be because now, now that you think it, you got me thinking. Yeah, like go back and listen to it. That's how I took it. But like I said too, he said so much on that song. It's a lot to unpack. Yeah, it, it was crazy because it because yeah, she because it was abuser. Her abuser was physically and mentally assaulting her. But then. Man, it's a lot. I have to listen to that one again. Because that's one, one of the songs that I probably listened to about three or four, probably about two, two or three times already. Mm-hmm. But I actually probably got to dive into it just a little bit more to see what I can grasp, like how, how you did. Also okay. a song that he doesn't rhyme on either. He's just telling a story. Mm-hmm. He's not rhyming at all. That's all. As a matter of fact, he's all, his cadence is off beat, but it still works. Yeah. Yeah, it's different, man. It's, it's very unique. Because on um, that song, like, that might be my favorite song because I can't think of any other song where an artist was that honest. Like, uh, as a comparison, 
J. Cole will talk about shit from most of the time, I feel like, uh, from a macro level, meaning like he, he it gives you an overview, whereas Kendrick talk about his actual life life. Yeah. Because like uh, when you talk about... Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 no. Go, go, go. No, I was going to say, like you said, even on the, the aunt, auntie diaries, when you're talking about his uh, aunt, aunt, his aunt is a boy now, is a man now. Mm-hmm. And then as he progressed in the story, he goes, he talks about his cousin. It's like that, that he felt comfortable because his aunt was a man that he could be a woman. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But then it was like, he was saying how he seen the sign as he grew up, as he was growing up. And and, that, and you know what's crazy is when he was explaining how how they, how he was getting like even offended. Like he was like, he was at the point where you say a slightest thing and then he's offended by whatever you say. Mm-hmm. And this and that and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's just like somebody that's, you know what I'm saying, going through it. And right. then when he said we still had the you know the same humor this that the third blah 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 blah, but then he realized that it was uh, I guess when they went to church and then the pastor started you know demonizing them and all that, and then he had his back and then you know he told the preacher this that and the third blah 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 blah, and kind of brought humanity into you know. It was it was almost like humanity over religion at that point because mm-hmm. it's kind of like dude you you just you you dog even though it was still it was still religion it was still religion too because what you're doing is you backing your you backing your cousin even though they might be partly and this that and the third but who am I to judge that man somebody exactly yeah it's one of those things like you 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 can't judge him I can't judge him you know the only guy I can judge him so other than that. He, he he's gonna have to figure it out, you know what I'm saying? So, but don't demonize and de- destroy somebody character, make them feel bad, and this, that, and third. Like that's how he, that's where he was going with it. Because they sin differently than you do. Because we all sin, and then like the part of the Bible that people forget the most, and to me is a because everybody picks a certain passage or, or passages in the Bible that they basically is it, is their life motto. The one that I've chosen is let he who without sin cast the first stone. And I'm not without sin. So it's not my job. People, and Christians especially, like, I am a Christian. I have Christian beliefs. But a lot of Christians, I'm just going to be all the way honest with you, they think it's their job to do God's job and judge other people. And that's one of the first things, because that, that's something that I think that God actually spoke those words. <laughs> let he who without sin cast the first stone. Does that mean you really got to pay attention to it? It's something that, I think that they're the Bible, that's in red. If it's in red, that means that's Jesus' words. Mm-hmm. So you can't get mad at somebody else because they sin differently than you do. Like this person might cheat on his wife. You might be a liar. In God's eyes, that's the same thing. Yeah. And even if it isn't, it's not our job to judge nobody. Nobody knows who's going to heaven or hell besides God. So who are we to say that somebody else is wrong for doing whatever they're doing? Now, granted, there are certain sins that are more wrong societally and morally, but still, at the end of the day, it's not our job to judge anybody because we all sin. Yeah, you're right about that. Ain't no it's perfect at all. At but people, all. But people try to act like they are. Um, yeah, but 
on that. Um, and then Mother I Sober that touches on his very first single, uh, Pull Up, Drag, and Shot, Drag, about how like yep. drink. So that title touches on that. So he took it all the way at the, at the towards the end of this album, he took it all the way back to the beginning of his career 10 years ago. <laughs> Which is also fucking amazing. Yeah, but like that's probably my favorite song on there. Cause it, yeah, yeah, because um he touched on uh and he didn't paint his mama out to be a villain in that story. It was she was concerned because it happened to her too, and like sh- she was trying to make sure that it didn't happen to him. But then he saw from the, a part of his cousin was it, his cousin was a good dude to him, so like he told the truth that like he didn't touch him. Like that's some crazy shit that affects a lot of people. Like that's almost like this is taking something not as serious as this, but it's almost like on that Moon Knight show when Mark Spector's brother died. And like his mom blamed him, but you can't really blame a kid. So I got it from both uh uh POVs. Yeah. Because I get it that Kendrick's mom trying is trying to protect him, but I also get that Kendrick knew that like this didn't happen. So like he, he kind of felt pressured to lie about it, but he, but he was solid and, and stood up to it and said, the mama, he, he, he didn't touch me. So, yeah, so that's a very, very complex thing that happened to him. And, and then, like you said, he um, found out later that, like, his mama was abused. I think on, yeah, because his mother was sexually assaulted and then somebody beat her up and then a different cousin beat that dude up. Is, is that how you took that? Something like that. I, that was kind of confusing. The I almost got it to where I thought the abuser, because, let me see, I read something where okay. the brother beat her abuser up, but I also seen one, I had, see, I got confused on it as well. At first, I thought the uncle was the abuser. That's what yeah. I thought at first. The uncle was the abuser. And then, because it made it almost made sense in a way, because this, this, this is how I look at it. he was the abuser. That's why every time when she would he would go with his uncle, she'd be like, "Hey, did he, did he, right. did he touch you or did he do something to you?" You know what I'm saying? He'd be like, "No," and then she wouldn't believe him. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh, I don't believe you." You know, and it's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah. So yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, the, although that narrative is a bit confusing, because that song also, that song also, I feel like I was uh, eavesdropping on his. That song feels like I found like his journal, like his personal journal, and read it. Oh yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> That's how I felt because like his thoughts weren't really cohesive. He was kind of all over the place, like like a person would do in like their own personal journal, because like. It's just like you're fucking train of thought. So it, it can go here, here, and there, and there, and there. And that's how that song felt. Like it was a personal journal, and then like we were eavesdropping by reading it. Yeah, I got it, yeah. I'm going to have to look into that one more just to find out to digest everything you break down. I'm sure he probably going or somebody going to end up getting the, the 411 for all of it. Yep. And yeah, I think that's also the one that like I texted you about, and, and like it's a 
it's a moment because like that whole song was kind of building up like to me just like damn this shit is deep as fuck but then i think at the end of that one that's where like his wife come on ain't it said kendra like, you finally broke just like the skirt i think so it's either that one or the one after that yeah somewhere in there but that that, that also was a powerful thing too because yeah because uh She said it plain, like, you broke a, a fucking generational broke curse. curse. Generational curse. And then, like, your daughter was thanking him. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, man, like, I'm getting fucking goosebumps to think about that shit, bro, because that's yeah. what we as black people especially need to work on doing. And I think that from the perspective of us and Kendrick being the same age, like, this would, uh, this what uh, this is what I was going to touch on. Because Kendrick is in, Kendrick is a rapper. Back when we were kids, all the rappers are older than us. Like, even yep. Wayne. But then, like, in, like, 2006, or, like, like 2007 to 2012, all of the rappers that became popular were in our same age range. So Kendrick is a perfect rapper for us because of the age that we're at. So he he's going through things in life in the same pace that we're going through. Like, back when, uh... Uh, fucking Jay Z was going through shit growing up. He's older than us, so like, it didn't resonate as deeply as it does if Kendrick is going, is going through because Kendrick is growing up with us. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I, I just want to say this in a, in a nutshell of things. Mm-hmm. I have to say. Thank you to Kendrick because of the fact that the matter is, this is the music that we need out yes. here. Yep. In the hip hop community, in the black community. And that's why yep. I'm almost doing the verse to have everybody take a listen to yep. what he's trying to, the body of work and the art that he's trying to portray. Um, that he's portraying, I'm sorry. And yep. basically, he's giving himself like he always do. And a lot of people didn't think he had that more to give, but obviously, <laughs> exactly, yeah. Because who thought that he could top damn? Because typically, if, if, if somebody puts an album out that fucking good, the final album gonna be trash or not nearly as good. This might, this, this, this might, might be, be his, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I said the same thing, man. I said the same thing. I even went back and listened to, even before this album, I went back and listened to To Pimp a Butterfly mm-hmm. and just, just try to build up things. Because it's some songs I forgot. Like, not forgot, but it's just some songs I ain't heard in a while. And then I started listening to Pimp a Butterfly. Because like, you know how that is. It's, like, it's almost like a, a painting. It's a story, but it's a painting. And it's hitting you, hitting you, because he keeps going back, you know, saying poem. this poem. Yep. Yeah, which was dope. Dope as fuck. I think, about, I, I think about that. And then Good Kid, Mad City, I liked it to where that was like a literally like a movie, you know yep. what I'm saying? And they like in the streets, you know, being about that life, you know, street in the streets, doing no good, this, that, and the third. And, you know, then they realized towards the end that you know, it ain't this. It ain't about this another way. Like what we doing ain't right. When they ended up uh, walking into, uh, I can't think of the woman's name in real life. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it was, it was dope that she was on the album. 
But then when she was breaking down a biblical verse for them and then having them pray. Right. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, the yeah, kind yeah. of things they saw. Oh my goodness. That, that, that was deep on the zone. That's why I knew he was going to be like, I ain't going to say the golden child of hip hop, but I knew he was going to be something just different. off that album. Yeah. And then Pimper Butterfly, and then you roll in the damn. And damn was just like, <laughs> like mind blowing. Like this dude getting a. Getting uh, awards that no rapper has gotten before. The Pulitzer <laughs> Prize for he got a a rap album, a new rap album that got a Pulitzer. That's one of the most prestigious awards in the world, bro. That's just not easy to get. I know. I'm sitting here thinking to myself like he's the only one that actually got one of those. That's why I was like, that should have been album of the year off rip. Just getting, just you getting that. Just Bro. getting that. You got artists that a whole bunch of artists that can't get that can't get those. Like usually they get at the jazz and you know it, it they they use all these sound effects. Like you you only get country artists that even get that goddamn award. Bro, Bro I, I'm not even sure that that much music gets those. Like that's for like for just art in general. Like, I, I I don't think there's that many music. As a matter of yeah. fact. Like, this is worth doing like a Google search on real quick, cause uh, you, you're right. I, I don't even think I don't even think that no like music artists handful of like, music. It's it's, uh, it's hard. Like they get like jazz and all. That. It's almost kind of like because they go into more. Uh, I can't even think of the name of the word. Okay, it's like it's like art in general that like is very. It has to fucking resonate. Uh, okay, a music is is a category. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, yeah, but shit, I never heard of before. Because uh, and it's year by year. I never got it. Doesn't say. <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely the first rapper. He probably the first mainstream artist. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure he's the first mainstream artist that ever got it. Yeah, because these people I never even fucking heard of. People I've never. And then I, not to toot my own horn, but I'm pretty versed in music, and I haven't heard of. I'm going. Through the last 10 years, people I've never heard of. This is like opera music, like, not even jazz, bro. It's like opera music and fucking classical music. Shit, I've never, yeah. He's the only he's the only artist that is a household name that I've heard of on his fucking list. And you know what? I bet that he'll get it again. He'll be probably the first person to, to ever get it twice. Yeah. Cause this album is better than this album hits home more than damn does. But also to your point, this album is the well sonically connected the most to uh to to Pepper Butterfly. Cause they're both kind of yeah. jazzy. And then when that album came out, I didn't like it because because I'm not a jazz fan and I'm not like a tap dance fan. But Kendrick is making me appreciate those two genres now. Cause um. It was, but in the jazzy stuff still it was on damn too. Uh you're right. No, it but was not, bit, not, not as prevalent. Not as prevalent, but but yeah. on this one and uh Pepper Butterfly, that jazz was very prevalent. Like I do not like because like remember we had that this dick ain't free. That I like some scat jazz. <laughs> yeah, I know. And when that album came out. I guess it wasn't like at the right time. I gave like two lists. Like, man, I don't know about this Kendrick nigga. Like, this shit ain't it. But then <laughs> I went back to it. Like, maybe I went back to it after Damn came out and, and like put some headphones on and just fucking like turn the fucking lights out, the fucking zone out too. Like, like this shit is is fucking amazing. 
but it's probably his least commercial sounding album. But we his, but if you take time and, and listen to it, it is good. Now, uh, let's do this real quick. Um, first, firstly, yeah, because well, I don't think that I have anything else to add. Like I said, like you knock this shit out, motherfucking park, bro. Uh, I don't think I got nothing else to add that's worth saying. What well, shit? Because I actually wrote down notes, and like, you hit everything, every one of my notes. Oh damn! Like, <laughs> hey, bro, you killed this shit. Nah, I had, I've been holding this shit for a minute, man. I ain't even post nothing. On, on, I ain't even post nothing. Like I'm about to post something on Facebook about this album and in its entirety, but I was just trying to save it the after we did our thing. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, I'm gonna post this motherfucking episode today too. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. So like, there isn't anything on my list there that we didn't talk about. But okay, so um. I'll start with you. I want to do two things. I want to first give it the drunk iron, the drunk Iron Man rating, a one through ten, and then, if you want to, I want to rate his albums from best to worst. But uh, firstly, out of one to ten, drunk Iron Man, which is the official rating uh, criteria for the True Stories Based on Fiction podcast network, how many drunk Iron Man would you give? Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. I'm gonna give it a ten. Same. Yep, ten. Because <laughs> there are songs on it that, because this is one point like that I'll say. Uh, um, it's like a play in, in the fact that I don't think that most people like watch it play multiple times. Like you see it one time, just absorb it, and that's it. Excuse me. Yeah. So, um, there are songs on it now that I, I'll skip. But that first time around, I tried not to skip it all. Like, hit, like let the whole album just fucking come in. Uh, but yeah. now there are songs that I skip, and there's songs that I, I keep going back to. Like, honestly, like mainly like the more mainstreamy songs. But as a whole project and a piece of art, it's a fucking masterpiece. There aren't I can't think of any big missteps in it. Yeah, me neither. Like. Like, don't get me wrong, I skip songs on there now. Like, the only time I skip songs on there now is literally just because I just want to get to up to the beat. You know, <laughs> I'm trying to go to somewhere else, but I can write this up. Like, because it's like, we cry, we cry together. I wasn't even playing now, I was skipping that for a minute. I was like, fuck it. I played it, and then now I just play that, and I play Purple Hearts right after. Mm-hmm. I play Purple Hearts actually a lot. I just like the beat. It's got the, mm-hmm. like, the, uh, the jazz. Or not the jazz, I'm sorry, R and B B to it. And uh what's the other one too? Die Die Hard. Yeah. That one yes, yep, 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 yep. that one got an R and B feel to it too. I'll start playing that because I was skipping that one at first. I was like, oh, I need to yep. get that hard shit going. But then I was like, you know, when we get the, the die hard and I was like, oh shit. I fucked with it though. Yeah, um it's it's definitely a, a fucking masterpiece, man. Um uh, like I said, okay, so perfect segue in, in, into this. Um where would you rank? And this kind of goes back into um, our uh, theme of our actual show, but this is going to be in a particular order. <laughs> uh, how do you rank um, Kendrick Gabble? You don't have to put in section 80 if you haven't heard it, but I have some. I don't that- put it in. Okay. Oh, do, do you, have you heard of it? Yeah. Because I, I think... It. I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think when Dam came out after we had... After we had spoken about it, I believe on the show, I, I listened to all Kendrick's albums. No, no. 
So yeah, uh, I heard that one too. I haven't. I I, I heard maybe about three or four tracks from there. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna lie to you. Um, one is was that the high power. Yep, well, yep. Which I should listen to it all the way because that that was a that was a hot a hot song. That one ADHD like it it, it was pretty hot song. But the thing it, it didn't get. I, I don't, that was his first one. Yep. But it was. It was. It did. I don't think it. It just didn't get no. No, I think the marketing was just fucked for it. That, yeah, I think it, that's what it was. Yeah, because that was um. It was definitely a uh a, a underground album. Yeah, and I and, think that's that's what they that's where they fucked up at because they would have that shit. This that album probably would have went. Um. I would think it probably it probably would have went platinum like off rip because I don't think it's platinum at all. To be honest, they don't really get talked about. They don't get talked about. It got mad good 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 reviews and shit to it, but Mm -hmm. it just I think it just wasn't marketed right. Yeah, because um, uh, I liken that album to Fifty Cent's Guess Who's Back. Mm -hmm. Because that album is good, but it's hard to find. Like I I was lucky as fuck to find that shit. like of course like this back back in the cd era i was lucky as fuck to find that as like a a random like not not our best buy but a random best buy like oh shit like this is an old 50 cent and like (laughs) it's actually a perfect equivalent because because guess who's back is like in my opinion 50 second best album yeah because they had uh they had uh uh ghetto quran on it which one of 50 cents best songs Yeah, 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 it did. Yeah, it did have that on there. I ain't heard that in a hot minute. I, if I can find that on fucking streaming, like I, I'm gonna have to go yeah, back. Yeah. Cause that motherfucker. Okay. Yeah, cause I can't get that. I don't think I can even get that on Apple. I don't think Apple got that. Yeah, but um, okay. Just so I know in my rankings, correct me if I'm wrong. For these are all Kendrick's projects, and I. I'll try to go to order. So this is my ranking yet. This is uh, uh, me going to order. So like, there's and really, so Sex and 80 don't really count because that's not on like a major label, but I, I put it in mind. But then it was uh, um, Good Kid, Mad City, to Pebble Butterfly, Damn, and Miss Morrell in, in the high supper, right? That's it? Yep. Because I'm not counting like fucking Black Panther uh, a soundtrack. Yeah, hey, I don't count that untitled shit either. Cause that's like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I forgot. That's like it, it don't it don't count. It's not like oh yeah, he produced it. It's just like some shit he some put out. Bonus shit that he just put yep. out, man. Like yep, all uh, like some B sides. Basically. Okay. Um, are you ready to give your ranking, or like, do you need more time? Nah, I, I'm ready. All right. Uh, go ahead, sir. From worst to best, well, not, not worst. From your lowest, lowest to like your highest, in your opinion. Oh man, this is tough. This is tough. Uh, every time I look at where I even got down, I kind of still want to shelf me. So I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna go with. I would go with 
Good Kid, Mad City. As the top or bottom? Bottom. Okay. I'm going to go to where's the first. Okay. Good Kid, Mad City. Then I would go to Pimp a Butterfly. Okay. And then... I would go to Dam. Dam would be the second, and then Mister Morale would be the first. I'll, I'm gonna I'm flip them, and then it's it's hard for me to do Dam. The only reason why I just remember Dam, the state of mind I was in, like mm-hmm. Dam got me goes. It got me to go through where I was at in in my life at that particular time. Dam was helping me through that shit. That's mm-hmm. the only reason why I was bumping it so hard. Yep, that's one reason why I roll with it so hard because it was get me through, and this one will get me. I would think it get me get me through too whenever I roll into with certain situations. But it, it actually this album has actually it almost has gave me provided almost kind of like a vessel towards towards talking to others. Yeah, be like, hey, yeah, yo, you need to quit doing that. Hey, you need to think about it this way or think about it that way. That, that's what this album has got me doing. Yeah, because, <laughs> because bro, uh, like I told you, like the day they the drop, this album resonates for me as a as a man and as a black man especially. But then, like on, on certain tracks, I thought about some shit that I don't have experience of being like a husband and like a legitimate father because I'm not a legitimate father. But because you are, like man. <laughs> Like I like I, I like I bet this shit gonna hit fucking D Mac different than it hit me because you are doing like what the most people should do, which is being like being like that family man, like having a wife and kids. So like yeah, like this shit hit me, but I bet it hit D Mac a little bit different because like he's going through this whole spectrum of shit. I'm gonna go through half of it. So yeah, um, but uh, for me, I'm going to include section eighty. But going from like, from as you said, worst to first, a uh, good kid, Mad City at the bottom. Because honestly, I think I've said this on the show before. I don't like the album that much. Oh, that's, man, I love that story. Don't make. He tried to be like fucking uh, Quentin Tarantino and like tell like tell a story like <laughs> out of sequence and like th- that don't work for me on a on a visual. I mean on an audio experience. Uh, yeah. Then section eighty. Then and then like our list is pretty much the same from there. But to Pimp Butterfly. Now, if this would have been two thousand eighteen before I get an album on real listen, that that probably would have been very bad. Oh, I know. I think I think the to Pimp Butterfly. I will tell you this. I listened to it. I'm, I was almost like you in a way. Mm-hmm. But it just you have to keep listening. Keep listening, and then once you listen, you just like, damn, all right, cool. Let me tell you, let me give this another shot, and then it hit different, and then it hit it different. Definitely, hit different. Before, you know, which, it was like, oh shit. Which almost isn't good though, because especially with modern ears, you kind of got to hit them from jump. So yeah, yeah. It, it should almost be lower because of that, but but I can't go back in time and not unhear it now, so it still ranks very high. But yeah, but that album was a a, a struggle. To listen to, and if Kendrick not put out "Damn," I would never have gone back. But it is what it is. And that still would be like the third spot. And then, like you said, uh, "Damn" is a close second to Mr. Morale in the, in the high steppers. Now, 
we can also say that how our lives have changed between 2018 when Deb came out to this new mm-hmm. album is also because he's our age. It hit us at different because back when that shit came out, we're both still kind of you probably married by then, but is it still hit kind of different back then because where our lives were and it was a perfect soundtrack to where our lives were at that time. Um, but yeah, but pe- people might say that it's too early for to say that his new album is his best one or a classic, but sometimes, sometimes you just know, like when the first yeah. 50 came out, classic, instant classic, when uh, fucking Blueprint came out, instant classic, when Usher, uh, fucking, fucking, uh, Confessions came out, instant classic. TP2, instant classic. There are albums that are instant classics. Instant. Like, you ain't need one listen. Shit. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, fucking college dropout, instant classic. I do yeah. got a question. I do Talk got a question me. for you, though. Yeah. Uh, do you think somebody said this? They said Kendrick Lamar is probably the only one. They said he was the only one to have rapper to have like five. If you include Section Eight, five straight albums that was hot. Beside, but then they named one person. Cool. But I almost in the back of my mind, he didn't have five. He had four, and that was Kanye West. Because he had the graduation, this, that, uh-huh. third. But 808 Heartbreaks to me was not an album where it's like, oh, that shit fired me, bro. I had to come back years later and then <laughs> listen to that. that. That's how bad to me that was. Because that's when it was, everybody was doing that damn auto tune shit. Mm-hmm. And then when and I heard it without the auto tune, it hit right. more, it resonated more than anything. And then I liked it, my Twisted Dark Fantasy. To me, that, that was, I liked that one. But the the AOA heartbreak to me that was a miss in my book. Mm-hmm. So it, if I wanted, I believe that he is the first that had like five like on fire albums. Not no, it wasn't no uh, uh, like you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I give it to him. No, like, this dude different. Is a question consecutively or overall? Consecutively. Okay, let me think. I want to say yeah, because Good Kid, Mad City isn't a bad album. It's a good debut album at that. It's just to me, to me, that album is overrated. Nah, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Not say it's not good, especially for other people who who were his peers. And then a fucking bitch will come out vibe alone is enough to make that whole album. That one song say the whole album anyway. Um, but so <laughs> Kanye had uh yeah, like Poet Just Poet Just was in the shit. True. When he heard that beat, the, the beat said it all. I was like, oh true. Shit. And then yeah. Uh and then like the first single was a good song too. Hey, and, oh, then, yeah, and then talk to me. Oh, I'm I'm gonna hit you, I'm gonna hit you with something that you you, you didn't know. I just I found I just found this one out. I seen it on I seen it on Twitter and I had to do some research. High power on section eight eighty. You know who produced that? Wasn't it? Um, it's somebody who big now. Uh, I don't know who. J Cole. Yes. <laughs> In the back of my head, 
I didn't know that. Yep. I, could, I couldn't believe it. What I did, I was like, get the fuck. I was like, hold on. <laughs> bro, bro, back in the day, Cole, Drake, and Kendrick fuck with each other heavy because of uh, that whack ass song on fucking the wackest song on motherfucking Drake's second album was all Kendrick. Like, who the fuck is this nigga? This is Drake. Yeah. yeah. He had a whole Kendrick song on his album back in the day, bro. That's why I can't. It was crazy that it's crazy that they were in the same, just in the same realm, and then now they all separate. Like they probably don't barely even talk to each other. Shit. Man, bro. Okay. <laughs> all right. Hold on for a second. How much time you got, bro? Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean I got some time. I got okay. Because I'm gonna answer your question, and then like that's what. I had planned like be like our, our, our either second episode or segue. I was gonna let it go, but now that you said that, uh, we gotta touch on it a little bit. So like, it might be at the end of the, of the same episode, or it might be a short a shorter episode for next time. But yeah, like, but like, we gotta touch on that a little bit. Okay, but to answer your question, all right, Kanye had college dropout, late registration, a uh, graduation, eight away heartbreaks, uh, and then you had um, dark twisted fantasy, right? Mm-hmm. And that's proper order. Yep. And then Jesus, and then everything yeah. was super trash. Yeah. Yeah. So five <laughs> for five, because me and my brother were the only two people on the planet Earth who like I fuck anyways and heartbreak. We were the only two. Oh, y'all like, yeah, I hate we were it. the only two from day one who loved that album. I love that album from day one. <laughs> <laughs> I could take it when I bought it. I got it for Best Buy. I was going to Delta Seal, I believe, at the time. I played that shit from front to back. I'm like, this shit is a fucking masterpiece. He said, I don't know Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> he said, memories made in the cold is winter. That shit was cold as fuck to me. Um, <laughs> But I can see how people didn't like that album. So I will say that Kanye had three classics from Jump. He had three instant classics back to back to back. And I can't say that Kendrick had three instant classics back to back to back. Uh, I don't know. Well, you it's because to pimp to pimp a butterfly wasn't an instant classic. Like you both said, it took us a year to go back to it. <laughs> The first three Kanye was instant classics. People, but, but, but a lot of people did like his, the, the fact of where his mind was going with it. It just took time to go back to revisit and be like, okay. Because I like the album. I'm playing, I playing the album a lot. Because I, I played... Uh, King Coulter, probably? Nah, These Walls, Inter- Institutionalized, uh, All Right. Um... The one I really didn't listen to was Mortal Mortal Man, but then when I went back and listened to it, it's like Cole, Cole, it hit differently. Yeah, Man. it hit way different. <laughs> you absolutely right. Um, so to answer your question, because I, I kind of changed the question. Um, I, I would say that Kendrick did have Kendrick's catalog is better. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Because those Kanye albums, although they changed the game, they they still didn't <clears throat> hit like like any of the Kendricks. 
Yeah, you ran my down. So, so I'll get that to Kendrick because uh, I didn't even think about Kanye until you said that. But okay, so a brief little segue. Uh, so it's probably either the end of this one or like a mini episode, depending on how 